0: Hey, how you doing today? This is Eric Green calling from Open Up Shop Consulting. And I'm just giving you a phone call back just to follow up on our conversation in regards to your business. Uh, Take a look and it seems like one of your biggest issues is that you're having trouble defining your target market. So some of the things you can need to take a look at is understanding your current customer base or the people that you're looking for. You know, the best way to kind of look at that is looking at your competition, seeing what everyone else is doing so you can see what the opportunities are and how you can face it and make it better. All right. Then, you know, sometimes you have to look internally and analyze your product or your service and making sure that based off of what you researched, if everything makes sense. And then you want to look at specific demographics for your target and then you can actually execute. Now let's take a look. This is this is Open Shop podcast, the podcast that documents the journey, 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 the journey of building and launching Open Shop, the small business geo marketplace. Welcome back to another episode of Open Up Shop, the podcast. I am your host, EA Green, and I am here to help you navigate the ups and downs of entrepreneurship and conquer these obstacles by just getting started. So if you listen to the skit in the beginning of this episode, you can hear that today's theme, we are talking about your audience. We are talking about how to find them, how to target them, and how to keep them. And the best person I could think of to help me uh, have this discussion here today is my good friend Alexis Johnson of Luxurious Public Relations. What's going on, Alexis?
1: Hi, it's Alexis Johnson of Luxurious Public Relations.
0: Hey, so uh, before we get into the topic here today, Alexis, can you tell everybody about yourself?
1: Yes. Um, I'm Alexis <laughs> Luxurious Public Relations as I started. Um, and just a little bit of background, I have a public relations degree from UNC Charlotte. Mm-hmm. I've been doing PR professionally for seven years now. And I just launched my business in the last seven months officially, but I've been doing freelance for about four to five years now.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. So we're going to get directly into your, your skill set and how that you kind of use that, you know, while getting started with your business. All right. So uh, today's theme, you know, I want to get into... About how to find your audience and how you know you may have done that for yourself in terms of finding clients for yourself, and then maybe how you may have helped them out with any projects that you may have been placed on. So, can you before we get into that into really deep, um, can you let everyone know what helped got you started?
1: Yeah. So from just the genesis of my PR journey, um, being in school and hearing that I was very well spoken and a social butterfly, and a lot mm-hmm. of attributes that kind of lent me towards, okay, communication is obviously something that I have as a gift. Mm -hmm. Let me explore this um, academically. And that's kind of where I started. And from there, things kind of just snowballed into me majoring in comm, focusing in public relations, Mm -hmm. working in advertising um, for two years, and just noticing that it was something I was naturally good at and I enjoyed it.
0: Okay. All right. Well, uh, thank you for sharing that. So now let's get directly into uh, you know the topic here today, and can you let us know that journey between, from you know, kind of tell us how you got started with luxurious um, public relations. So kind of take us through that little you know, that little journey right there.
1: Absolutely. So um, as I previously stated, I worked at an advertising firm my mm-hmm. first couple of years out of undergrad, and in those experiences, um, I learned a lot about the industry and how public relations was different from marketing and sales, and how Important that was for brands and businesses, especially from the beginning and helping to kind of create a brand feel and figure out, okay, we have this product or service, but who are we selling it to and marketing? But how do we get them to become that customer or consumer? And so in that, I found that there is an opportunity to do that um, on a local level. And around Mm -hmm. the time, 2013, 14, Support Local was kind of just, getting on trend, and so I started to help friends and family out on the side that were starting, like, online businesses or, like, doing things, side hustles and stuff like that and saying, Mm -hmm. hey, this is the knowledge that I've gained from working in the industry. This is how I can help you, and that's how my freelance originally began. Luxurious public relations started when I was exiting the corporate space, and I realized that I was um, unhappy
0: due to... um,
1: toxic environments
0: okay all right i kind of see there was an underlying factor in there but we're gonna gonna take it as for what it is okay all right so with these toxic environments okay so when you decided to kind of step away from the corporate space and kind of look at it in terms of where you wanted to you know start your own business was there a particular core group or was there a particular you know uh, demographic that you wanted to cover like how did you like Kind of dig in let's kind of peel back the the toxic space and stuff yeah. like that and understand what kind of drove you to get started absolutely,
1: that. so as I stated, uh starting with friends and family, which most of my friends and family are African American, that's okay. being kind of the norm, yeah, of course, and um realizing that as a small business or especially in nonprofit spaces where they serve people of color, a lot of the resources are missing, and that's just a common trend in a mm-hmm. yeah. lot of areas, yeah. And so realizing that if they can't afford this imperative service to get started, right. then a lot of the things they do as a result of that might not be as successful. So realizing that, okay, if they're dealing with this, then other businesses and organizations are probably dealing with the same issue, me as a young Talented, I'd like to say, black woman, (laughs) Mm -hmm. knowing a lot about the audience and just from a basis of being a black woman, Mm -hmm. I can probably help people whose targets are black women reach that and talk to that professionally and personally. So that's kind of um, where my thinking was and my logic was, okay, I want to help small businesses. I want to help nonprofits. Well, a lot of nonprofits, and don't quote me on these numbers, but about 60% of them in America, at least, are ran by women. It's a very— Women dominated arena. Non
0: stand up. Yeah. And so
1: at, around that time, also, I believe Forbes released an article that talked about um, Black women being the number one demographic that right. were opening small businesses at the time.
0: I think I read that article.
1: Yeah. So it's yeah. like the stars kind of aligned perfectly for me.
0: Okay. So, to kind of digging a little bit deeper. So when you, you know, we in this toxic place, were, were they not? Uh, Was it something that, you know, you wanted to serve, you wanted to serve, you know, this demographic or was it something that they were trying to do? And, you know, it seems like a lot of you might hear is that, hey, we want to help, you know, this demographic or We want to help, uh, you know, disenfranchise, you know, people of color and, you know, in the local area. And they are trying something and it's not working, but then they're also not asking the people who you know who directly relate with them, like, hey, how can we do this? Was it something like that, or was it that they, they were just being ignored completely?
1: I would say a combination of both, okay. which there are tons of articles and a wealth of resources that speak to this um, conundrum, for lack of better words, with mm-hmm. especially the nonprofit space yeah. being dominated by majority culture, yes. but serving minority culture and there being a huge gap. In that, and so I saw that as a top an opportunity to be a bridge builder and okay. say, "Hey, I have these skill set, I have these resources. Maybe I can step in and help not only the consumers of the services and products, but also the businesses be okay. able to relate to and talk to the people that are receiving their product service, um, just on a more relational level. Okay. And then also the second part of what you were saying, mm. um, noticing that there were organizations and businesses that were providing a product or service, but for whatever reason, those products and services were not reaching um, minority groups.
0: Okay. So I, I, want, I want to kind of jump in. The reason why I asked that was because I, you know, I said on a previous episode of how I, I kind of got with the idea with Open Shop in terms of, you know, I was working with a product and, you know, that was, I was supposed to provide the solution and I had like a very bad customer experience. Right. And then, will kind of really help push it in terms of who I needed to focus on, right? Because at first I was thinking like, oh, maybe all businesses can be on Open Shop, right? But then I realized that there's different competitors in the market, you know, some really big ones that, you know, you may pay 99 to $120 a year and you get everything from them. And then you have people who you might be very, very small and they might, you know, help you provide you with the website. I'm trying to drop names, right? So I realized that... Uh, actually being on social media, right? I noticed that there was a lot of customers or a lot of, uh, let's say, a lot of people who had businesses that were trying to sell on social media instead of trying to provide value, right? Instead of showing, like, why should I pick you to provide me with this this good or service rather than you just telling me it's $10 here, it's 20% off there, yada, 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 right? And I looked at it as, like, almost like going on to a car lot and they're just telling you, well, you know, this car is $23,000. you sure you want it? You know, like you, there's no like, like take me on a date first before you just trying to, you know, you're trying to, you trying to settle the score right, right away. So I realized that there seemed to be a opportunity for people who were very early in starting their business and people who were, you know, maybe a little bit established in a sense of just understanding how to kind of create an infrastructure for yourself rather than just, you know, doing something that just seems to be like just word of mouth. Yeah. And it's not to say that there's something wrong with that. But the thing is, why shouldn't someone who's starting out be able to get the, the building blocks to be able to create the next big thing? Right. Absolutely. And a lot of times I don't think you I mean, we all know there's Google, there's YouTube University. You have all these resources, you know, even with school and stuff like that why you know should you have to spend all that money when i have a full mba education and i'll give it to you for free you know yeah. and as long as you, you know you want to you know come on open shop and kind of do that so that's why i wanted to ask that yeah. um so going into that you know let's get into a little bit more practical thing right so you started your company you said last seven months or so um how did you you know you kind of identify that you know women of color people of color uh like women minorities were like your target market. So how did you start to approach them? Or how did you know that are like, this is who I want to go for now. Here's how I'm going to actually acquire them.
1: Yeah. So you kind of almost hit it on the hill, on the hill, sorry. It's cool. It's cool. You <laughs> can say people <laughs> using Instagram as a consumer market and social yeah. media in general. And so just a very basic scroll, looking at hashtags, looking Mm -hmm. for businesses that I knew were trending and looking for those organizations that were serving uh, minorities or people of color, um, reaching out via a DM or another approach, which is so PR, seeing where people are making era and Nicely saying, hey, I saw that you did this or you promoted that. Ooh, did you okay. think about maybe doing it this way? Okay. Do you have someone to help you with that? And it just snowballing into, no, I don't. Well, let me tell you. Right. Right. Okay. <laughs> I might know
0: someone. Right. And actually, that is a that's really good advice. And I never thought about it that way. And, you know, I might have to, like, pull you to the side and kind of, you know, gotcha. where we can kind of, you know, let's talk about that towards the end when we summarize that. Like, yeah. I want to like, kind of dig deep into that because I feel like I would be rude. And I don't want to <laughs> be rude. Like, I, I want to, you know, I want to show, like, hey, that, you know, have you thought about it doing it this way? Yeah. And not necessarily saying that what you're doing is wrong, but it can come off yeah. abrasive or it can come off the wrong way. Yeah. All right. So um, when you – so let's talk about, uh, you know, your – your one of your early clients, you know, once you started your business. Uh, you know, when you started to prospect them, like, how like how did you land them? Like, did you see, like uh, – like you kind of mentioned like the behaviors that they do on the internet and stuff like that. But have you seen anything else that kind of stuck out that helped you, you know, pick those customers?
1: Yeah. I think the biggest thing for me has been using the experience that I have okay. and knowing specifically what it is that I want to sell myself okay. as, as in just marketing myself because right. I am a one person business. I yeah, am yeah, yeah. the brand. I am everything. Okay. And so, um, my, first client i actually was able to secure them by saying exactly what i said hey i see that you have this initiative i see that this is what you're doing mm-hmm. um i would love to meet with you for coffee and talk about that more and in a way it was kind of a a pyramid schemey like hey i want to talk over coffee oh, but okay. really what i want to yeah, do yeah. is sell okay. myself to you yeah. Which,
0: i mean i don't i went look at it as pyramid schemey right because yeah. The thing is you have made it clear right from the beginning that you uh, you are – you identify that they may have an issue or an opportunity. Let's say opportunity. Opportunity is great. Right. Word. They have an opportunity for improvement. Yeah. Right. So at least you know that the conversation over coffee is already going to be about your business. Right. Right. And the thing is are, you, know, you want to provide them value, right, in the Absolutely. sense of like, hey, how you can fix this. I'm going to give that to you for free. Right. Right. But – What might happen, and I get it, is that, you know, maybe what you tell them was like, well, I just want to focus on just doing what I am here to do, right? Which was one of the things, like, I feel like open shot where we felt like we can kind of really kind of get into. Like, most people who are selling a good or selling a service, right, they, um, how would you say this? They are literally in business to sell or do what they're, you know, they're selling. Right. And a lot of times, you know, as an entrepreneur, you have to be the finance person, the accounting person, the marketing person, the, uh, logistics person. And, you know, you got to pick up, you know, do the metaphorical forklift and (laughs) all the heavy lifting and you got to deliver, like you have so many things. So, you know, by providing a solution that can kind of say, Hey, we can cover at least a portion of this. Yeah. You know, maybe, you know, it would be a little bit easier, especially since we're trying to uh, allow you to do it as early as, like, for free. Right. And right. that
1: is, can I touch on that? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So that is exactly what I want to do in the services that I want to provide specifically for small businesses and nonprofits and realizing the disadvantage they have um, versus um, larger corporate spaces or organizations that I work for. Like, we have a team of 10 people doing PR. Mm-hmm. Someone such as open shop, just starting or a nonprofit with this grand idea, they don't have the luxury of having a development team or a PR department. So,
0: here see, you I see how come. she, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You see how she kind of like put her own plug in there, and say, the luxury, the luxury, you know, but you she, know, it, I get it. PR I see part, that, yo, you know, take advantage <laughs> of this time. I get it. You know? <laughs> All right, now before go, keep going, keep going, keep going. But
1: no, just realizing that um, we can help each other because it's yeah. something that. I'm not only passionate about professionally, it's personally because I want to see that demographic grow. I okay. want to see nonprofits that serve our people grow and people that want to do good but don't have the resources or the knowledge. I want to see black women owning businesses and black men. I don't want to exclude the brother. Yeah, of course. It's just people in our age, our generation that are wanting to do something productive mm-hmm. should not, not be able to do that because they don't have – teams or can't afford certain resources. And if right. I can provide that and bridge that gap, that makes
0: me happy. I understand. Okay. So let, let's um, switch lanes real fast. Yeah. Right. So I know we talked about how you identified your target market, right? And how you essentially acquired them and, you know, learned about them. Have you, has there ever been a situation where maybe you've provided that service or, you know, maybe inadvertently you helped a customer of yours find out what their target audience is, right? Have that ever happened for you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I took on a client actually uh, in, in the last year, beginning of this year, that um, wanted to serve a specific group, mm-hmm. but for many reasons, cultural barriers, right. they okay. were not meeting the mark for that audience. Okay. And the language was um, sometimes off-putting and just wasn't resonating with that group. And so seeing that, I actually, this was um, just a great networking opportunity that I wanted to go to and just so happened to see someone connected to that organization there and that just from a conversation, we were able to talk Mm -hmm. and I ended up um, meeting with the president of the organization and just saying, Hey, I see what you're trying to do. I get what you're trying to do. Uh, I offer these services. Are Mm -hmm. you interested in maybe trying to try something new? Okay. And kind of spent it around like a new year, an opportunity to rebrand and really reach the goal that I see you're trying to get. Okay. But for whatever reason, it isn't happening. And from there, we were able to develop a strategic plan okay. that helped them um, change language, change um, everything down to social and visuals and just how they were attempting to communicate and have a dialogue, rather, with okay. that audience versus a one-way street of communication.
0: Can can you dig a little bit deeper can you tell us exactly what it is like can you like can you can you pinpoint one opportunity that they had that you identified
1: yeah so i am actually under contract so i won't mention my client's by name
0: that's fine during the podcast. that's fine okay. I'm, um, I'm more focused on the like the actual thing itself right yeah. so okay. that you know so the listeners can kind of hear like all right this is an ad- a problem that i identified and this is how yeah. you, you know created the solution okay.
1: okay so um very high level, the company that I've been working with want to help increase um black spending and giving
0: okay. in a community. Right.
1: And um wanting to kind of the idea of I don't know how wanna word this, but wanting to increase The spending and giving in that community and help to circulate that within that community, which is great and a wonderful idea. Yes. And something that we are working on as well. Right. And the language was very much out of touch with reality. Okay. Being that a lot of us don't have trust funds.
0: (laughs) Okay. A lot of us are not making six
1: figures, especially under 45, I would even say. You know, that 25 to 45 market. Yeah, And so in order to encourage, um, I would say, our millennial age group to give.
0: So so was it that they tried to take what they already done and may have worked before absolutely and kind of just gear cutter. it toward yeah. cookie cutter? cookie okay. cutter. So That's the idea was, okay.
1: you know, we've helped other groups yeah. increase giving within this. So the, the goal was like to increase giving in a specific age range, yeah, but then also a different market.
0: Okay. And I so like,
1: Oh, it worked for this age range in uh-huh. this market, but that mm-hmm. might not work because we are set up differently.
0: Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's keep on. All right. Okay. Um. So when you, so all right. So now that you know they kind of said, hey, we want to uh, we're going to focus on, let's say, young Black millennials. Yeah. Uh, what was the solution that you kind of helped them generate to um, to execute that plan?
1: Yeah. So just on a very basic level, yeah. using social media okay. and being more consistent in their uses of social media. Okay. And so like an e-blast or a newsletter will probably work for your older clients.
0: Okay. We're on yeah, Instagram yeah, 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 yeah. every day. Oh, and okay. so not
1: even, oh, social media, let's create a Facebook page. Well, not even that. Like yeah. We need to be on Instagram, on Twitter, buying ads, right. and knowing when to use those platforms yeah. and How to incorporate pop culture into what you're trying to do, and it almost sounds gimmicky, but in
0: but it has to be relatable. It has exactly you took it out of my mouth.
1: It has to be relatable, okay? And people have to want to give, and that was something that I was able to connect with them, not only culturally but um, generationally. That. You may have done something because it was the right thing to do because it made sense. Well, we're not going to do anything we don't want to do. And so not only does it have to make sense, it has to almost be a passion point. I feel like our generation, like, okay, so who's receiving this and why am I doing this? And what's the greater good going to be for
0: for doing this? Okay. All right. All right. So that was great. So um, what I want to do now is, you know, you kind of really kind of dug deep in the sense of, you know, how you identified it for, you know, your customers, for your own business and how you approach them. And then you also kind of talked about how, uh, how you help the client kind of focus on, you know, their market and stuff like that. So what we're going to do is that we're going to take a quick break and we are going to wrap up and we're going to, you know, summarize everything and we're going to continue. All right. We'll be right back. And we're back. All right. So what we're going to do is that we're going to wrap this up And uh, we're going to get directly into concept startup growth. All right. So, Lex, uh, concept startup growth is basically a summary of what we talked about in regards to the theme of finding your your clients or finding your your customers and understanding them. And we're going to give our listeners some actionable advice so that, you know, no matter what, if they decided, hey, you know what, I just want to fast forward to this segment. This is exactly what we talked about and what they can actually use in the real world. All right. So we're going to start off with the concept, right, of or maybe the planning of um, identifying your market and understanding of what they what they do. So what's something that you would tell the listeners to look out for?
1: Definitely in the startup phase, I would say look out for something that needs to be done. That is the easiest way I feel like to be successful. Yeah. Um, Not that there's anything wrong with adding to things that are already being done. We, we see that. Yeah. But if you look for a need to meet, that is almost always going to, in my experience and from what I've read, especially in the world of PR, look for people that need help doing what they're doing.
0: Okay. So I want to kind of make a recall back to the conversation where you mentioned how you might have a, uh you know reached out to a potential client or you know just giving out you know free advice or you know champagne what we like to like call it right where you are giving some free value something that you know you're not looking for anything in return in regards to that but that at least helps establish a conversation so let's go through something a small exercise real quick how would you approach me all right uh let's say uh i made a a fatal pr error where it, I am, I don't know, uh, let's say I have poor grammar and I'm just using the wrong voice. How would you kind of approach me on that?
1: Yeah. So initially I would probably look at um, what whatever caught my eye okay. and look and see if that was a trend along okay. what you were posting or doing, whatever platform I seen that on. okay. And once I kind of gathered snippets and screen grabs or whatever I choose to use, okay. um, present that to you and just say, hey, were you aware that you've, made etc etc etc
0: right
1: and then i would correlate it to your viewings your audience your money okay and say hey you know you made this mistake studies show that a b c d e f g happens okay but it's not the end of the world you can fix that by doing a b c d e f g Got and it. i actually have experience doing that
0: so if uh, you're interested okay I see what you let did. Me okay. Know. okay so um i'm just curious that's actually really good advice um has anyone been standoffish to that that approach? I'm just curious. I, mean, I honestly
1: I mean, have not had anyone deny me at least the
0: conversation. All right. Well, you hear to hear first, guys. Like <laughs> you need to uh, offer some free advice. You know that's going to provide some value to you know, maybe a potential customer, and you know just offer them a cup of coffee.
1: Can I add to that?
0: Yeah, you can do whatever. Yeah, go. Ahead. I
1: would also love to addendum.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> um, if you're going to go that route. Have what you need to have prepared to prove that you know what you're talking about, whether it's statistics or visuals, a portfolio. I keep a digital copy of my portfolio on my phone. So Mm -hmm. if I'm at a networking event and I'm talking through something, I can say, oh, I can shoot it to you really fast or if you'd like to see where I've helped other clients do this. I have a short and I also have like a 10 page that I'm always prepared to share and I'm always updating so that – I can say, "Hey, this is what you did," but also, "This is what I can do," and to show it in so, that moment.
0: So it sounds like you're saying, "Stay ready," so you don't have to get ready.
1: Precisely.
0: All right. <laughs> All right. So let's get into the next one. So actually, the next portion is startup, right? So where we're going to look more into the executing of actually trying to acquire those customers, right? So how would you uh, explain that to to a potential client or you know someone who's starting their business?
1: Yeah, um, and it correlates and goes right into the a segue right into getting the clients and securing them. Mm-hmm. And I believe the biggest sale or get rather is showing them how, what you're doing and providing whether it's PR marketing, whatever business. So you're, that portfolio, addition you bring to the table, okay. having that portfolio and showing how you've helped other people do it. Cause it's one thing to be good at something yeah. and to have excelled in it. But if right. you can't prove that, right what you're going to do is going to help them, then a lot of people are kind of like, I don't really know about this. And so I've had 98% success securing clients by showing them what I've done and keeping track of the things that I've done to help other people be successful. And it doesn't always have to be related to exactly what you're doing for instance my sister owns a hair salon and so she's not my client but over the years i've definitely given her pr advice and helped her grow by saying hey try this try that and i might document some things but just being able to recall and then say yeah if you look at this is this
0: worked yeah Yeah. this worked for her and having um okay
1: you know people just that can vouch for that references are
0: great right so even to, to kind of continue off of that even if you may not necessarily already have a customer at the time, you can still kinda of create a rubric, right? You can yeah. kinda of take a real situation that happened in real life, you know, if a major player in that space has kinda of gone through that. And, you know, what things what you could also do is identify the opportunity, right, that another another big player may have had. So one of the big players that I mentioned in terms of who you may give hundred and twenty dollars to each year, you know, for to give you everything. One thing I noticed is that they focus on the product mm-hmm. and not the brand. And right. most small businesses want to establish brand and that story rather than saying, Hey, this is the service that I actually give. Absolutely. because that actually kinda of creates that trust. Absolutely. So I feel like that's where one of the big things that we wanted to focus on with Open Shop is that if we can give you keep let you keep the identity that you might feel a little bit more comfortable working with us as a product mm-hmm. rather than Something that we're, you know, you're just another number.
1: Absolutely. And to to piggyback off Mm. of that, one thing we're taught in undergrad, at least in my program, to differentiate marketing and sales from PR, marketing and sales, very black and white, Yeah, sell something, get people to become consumers and not just customers. PR, our job is to make friends. We want you to have enjoyable experiences with our brand product service. And even if you are not a consumer, your brother, sister, auntie, cousin, someone you know may be a consumer of of this product. Got it. And we want you to have a good feeling and sentiment about what we're providing, even if you're not a consumer of what that is. Does that make sense?
0: Perfect sense for me. All right. So in the last section is growth. So this Mm -hmm. is when we want to kind of focus on if you maybe you made a plan and you're executing that plan. And then now how if if something goes wrong, how do you adapt or if you have, you know, continue to like, you know, if you have a plan and you're executing it, sometimes you have to maintain it. So they might be something where you might have to do a checkup. So how would you kind of look at it that that way when it comes to identifying your audience and how to capture those people?
1: Yeah, I would say remain a student. The thing that has helped me be most successful and mm-hmm. specifically in PR, my field, having relationships with professors old bosses, people that helped me become great and Successful at what I'm doing Mm -hmm. and always learning, reading, and it's kind of like stereotypical, but always remaining a student and knowing that not only can you learn from people that have done what you're doing and Mm -hmm. have done it well, but people that are doing it right with you, your peers, reaching out to them, talking to them. I have six or seven friends that graduated the PR program with me at UNC Charlotte, Mm -hmm. and we're all at some point a different faces in a public relations or a freelance field rather doing something yeah. com-related. And yeah. so talking to them, hitting them up on LinkedIn, following them, seeing what they're doing, what's working for you, what's working for me, right. and exchanging market information. So, right, hey, right, I'm right. going to be here. I know you don't offer this service, but do you want to work together on this project? Do you right, know if right, your right. client needs this service, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So using your network and your pool to keep
0: you um, afloat. Okay. All right. So, yo, that is it for this. So what we're going to do next, that was uh, concept startup growth. We are going to start wrapping this up and we are going to go straight into comfort zone killer. So what this is, is a call to action for the listeners. Right. So uh, something that can keep them motivated until they get to the next episode of Open Up Shop. So this can be a quote, a song. What you got for us today, Lex?
1: So today, I like have for you, and it's one of my favorites, ironically enough. It's the day after Maya Angelou's birthday. Okay. And just kind of going into what I said about creating friendships mm-hmm. and wanting people to come back to you. Um, one of the quotes that I have posted everywhere in my workspace, on a journal or somewhere, says, people will forget what you said, people will forget People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. And
0: okay. that's by
1: Maya Angelou. Okay, and I think that is especially important in what I do because the goal is to keep keep people coming back.
0: Right. Okay. Okay. So that that's kind of perfect, you know, directly along with when you say in terms of making friends in PR. Yeah. And how you know, with friends, you want you know someone that's going to feel like that's going to go above and beyond for you, right? right. That's going to dig in the weeds with you and kind of right. be in the trenches with you. So I definitely understand that. All right, so Lex, I want to thank you for coming out today. Uh, can you let the listeners know where they can find you?
1: You can find me at underscore luxurious on Instagram and Twitter.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, What do you use uh, normally? Do you normally use Instagram or Twitter? I use
1: Twitter more for business and Instagram more personal. Okay. But
0: you can hit me up on either. All right. Got you. All right. So, again, I want to thank you for taking the time out to come and, you know, visit me in my nice little studio and have this nice conversation. All right. So, for the listeners out there, you know, this is this conversation really kind of digs deep about how you can fi- locate your audience and how can you find them and how can you actually acquire them. So now with that, now go get your journey started and build your idea, project or business. But just remember, all you have to do is open up shop. Peace.